Welcome to another round. The podcast gives you an insight into brewing. Uh, on mic one, as always, you're neither. And with me today, I got the sales manager of Brewery, the mall, Christian Pajenberg. Welcome uh, to the podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Coming uh, all the way from uh, from Netherlands. Uh, how are how are things going down there? Uh, it's quite sunny over here at the moment, so oh. that is a plus. And uh, well, things are going great. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're in the, the beginning of a very busy times, the last month of uh, of uh, uh, 2022. Uh, mm. So, uh, so we doing we doing just okay. Good, good to hear. Um, in Norway, I don't know if you know, but the Christmas beer is a huge thing. It's probably the most important sales month for for craft breweries. Is the time we're in right now. Yeah. How is it with with Christmas beer in in Netherlands? It's very difficult. Yeah, uh, as you may or may not know, uh, we have also the festival of Saint Nicholas, mm-hmm. and that is on the fifth of December. Uh, so before Saint Nicholas, there cannot be any uh, Christmas sales yet. Uh-huh. But that means that the only sale you can do on a Christmas beer is between the sixth of December and the twenty fifth, of course. So uh, so it's it's too narrow. Uh, to do some great sales. Yeah, very, very concentrated. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, then then I have found one thing which is better with Norway than the Netherlands at, at the very most. <laughs> we have a longer uh, a longer love for, for Christmas beers. Yeah, I noticed. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, we're not here to talk about uh, we're not here to talk about Christmas beers, but we are here to talk a little bit about um, a collaboration that you do, uh, which I think is hugely uh, interesting and inspiring. But maybe first, just give uh, give our audience a little bit of a, a knowledge about the Brauerei de Mold. Well, tell us a little bit about the, the story and where you're situated and uh, and your focus. Yeah. Well, we, we are we are situated in the the village of Bodegraven. And if you uh, mark an X on uh, on the, the map of the Netherlands, we're right in the middle. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, we were founded in uh, 2004. So uh, as a brewery, we are still at this point still 17 years old. Yeah, the brewery is not uh, not uh, not allowed to drink yet. Um, and uh, we were founded uh, here in the old windmill of uh, uh, of Bodegrave uh, by our founder Menno Oliver, uh, because the windmill was uh, was empty at the time. Uh, mm. So the 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 village council uh, said, "Well, who has an idea uh, what to do with the windmill?" Uh, and um, and several ideas came in, and one of the ideas was from Menno, who said, "Well, maybe we can make a brew pub." And it was quite new here, a brew pub. Uh, so the the village council thought, well, maybe it would do something with the uh, with the tourism here in this in this village. Uh, so let's do so. Yeah. And uh, and he started uh, the brewery. Uh, so at daytime he was a brewer, and at nighttime he was a chef of his own kitchen. Mm. Yeah, and that was why how it all started. Yeah, yeah, 
And and since then, um, it's become uh, it's grown out of the the mill, uh, not far, just about 125 meters down the road, <laughs> more or less. Yeah, yeah. But in uh, uh, in size, it's grown uh, a lot, and also um, been um, awarded the best brewery in the world by Rate Beer several. Uh, no, not the best one, the best in Europe. Uh, sorry to correct me, myself there a little bit. So the quality uh, has uh, has been proven again and again yeah. um, uh, what would you say is sort of the, the styles of beers that uh, are um, are really the signature beers of uh, of the mall well the thing is that we are internationally well known for our barrel aging our barley wines and our stouts mm. uh, so mostly the, the heavy stuff yeah um, uh, but then again uh, within uh, the EU we are also selling uh, quite some um, uh, dry hopped beers like an IPA, New England IPA. Yes. Mm. This is also something of our core range. Yeah. I think um uh, I think you're a must visit if you're in in Europe and and looking for um uh, sort of the I won't say a holy a holy um uh, building because that's a blasphemy, but uh I I know that the, in the brewery there is actually benches from an actual church uh located by the barrel section that you have at the brewery. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So that's a good place to to uh, meditate, maybe over a good beer. Yeah, well, fun fact of that: um, there's those are benches from the the newer kerk, so the new church in uh, in the city of Delft, mm. and this church is mostly famous because uh, uh, the royal family is buried there. Uh-huh. Uh, it's being renovated now for quite some years, and uh, in the beginning of the renovation. Uh, they uh, well, they sold some benches, and we were very, very interested. So now we have our own barrel cathedral over here at the brewery. <laughs> well worth uh, a visit, I would say. Um, maybe during the annual festival you have as well. Yep, during Bordefs. Yep, which is always in September. Mm. Uh, and even though we try, uh, it is still Holland, so it could be rainy uh, at that point. Uh, but in two days' time, we have uh, 7,000 visitors coming here at the brewery mm. uh, to taste one of the beers of the Molen or the approximately 22, 23 other breweries that we get over here from all over the world. Yeah. A good, um, you're um, always inclusive. Of, uh, this uh, festival has always been a, um, uh, a fun place to, uh, to see new breweries, up and coming breweries. And yep. for you, as now a, a bigger brewery, to include smaller ones as well, a good uh, way to include new breweries into um, uh, the beer nerds' um, yep. uh, focus. And I think this thing with um, being inclusive, this is something that um, you as a brewery has been, have been working for for a very long time. And uh, the main reason I have you on uh, today, at least, is to talk a little bit about um, Stitching Philadelphia. Uh, can you tell me just a little bit about um, uh, what this foundation is? To, yeah, to begin with? well, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a foundation uh, founded in, uh, in the 60s of the last century. Um, and uh, the main uh, goal they have is uh, um, uh, to, well, make people that are mentally disabled or mentally challenged, um, uh, give them a sense of value uh, with, with, with working, uh, uh, with, in, in doing things you and I do in normal life. 
let's mm. put it that way. Yeah. So uh, so we find it as a brewery very important to be uh, uh, socially involved, and um, and that is why uh, we are having uh, the clients of the Stichting Philadelphia of the Philadelphia Foundation here since the beginning of the brewery. Yeah, because this has been going on almost as long as the brewery has been uh, been yep. existing, right? Yep, yep. Only the first year we did without them, mm. uh, but then they came in first with one client, and now we have a group of uh, more than thirty five clients over here at the brewery site. That's uh, it's fantastic. I think um, the the work you're doing, uh, trying to, like you said, uh, give an opportunity to for everyday work for them. I think it's it's pretty unique. Yeah. Can you give a little bit of a, a little bit of uh, of insight into what they're contributing uh, yeah, sure. towards the pr- production? Sure. Well, you have to know that uh, that these people, uh, all boys over here. Are um, uh, are most of them has a form of autism, mm-hmm. uh, in which they cannot uh, do normal work. Uh, so they get uh, payment of the government, and uh, and we uh, invite them here uh, to do some jobs here at the brewery site. Uh, so, for example, they help us out with labeling the beers and putting the cheese wax on the cap of the barrel aged beers, but also. Uh, we depend on them uh, on the filling line. We underinvest on the filling line so that we need some guys pushing all the bottles on the line by hand, uh, getting all the bottles, the filled bottles from the line by hand, putting them in the box. Someone is folding the box and someone is putting the box with all the beers on the on the pallet. So we, we need like uh, six, seven clients of Philadelphia to do our work here at the brewery site. So we are depending on them and they are depending on us. Uh, uh, one could, uh, I guess, argue, looking exclusively at the financial perspective, that yeah. that is a, a fairly poor judgment in terms of saving money. Um, uh, because uh, automas- uh, automatization, I think, is uh, it would be much more effective. But yeah. uh, the, the choice you have done is to stick with humans, to stick with, with people and, and yeah. showcase them. Um, even after these many years, why, uh, why keep doing that? What is well, the value like, for, for you? Like I said, we, we find it very important as a brewery uh, to be uh, 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 well, to be as social as, as can be, even at this point. Uh, so that is the main reason uh, why we work with uh, with these colleagues. Mm. Another another great thing uh, to mention is that uh, one of the clients of Philadelphia, uh, his uh, mental condition uh, improved. Uh, so the the doctors told him that he has to look out for a new job. Um, because he could not be uh, here at uh, uh, at the site of, of the Philadelphia Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that well, it has to be done that he uh, he won't he would leave the company, and uh, and we as a brewery found it very difficult because he was working here for years. Uh, so uh, we gave him a contract of the brewery itself, and now mm-hmm. he's one of the employees here at the brewery. So, uh, so actually, the value the value is uh, circular in that in that he became um, more um, healthy uh, or or more um, 
uh, it's wrong to say uh, normal, but but he, no. he he improved. He improved, and, yeah. His mental worked. condition improved. And with that, uh, he was actually able to come in and and work for you as a as a regular worker. Well, yeah, he could not be anymore a client of Philadelphia, and that's mm -hmm. why we as a brewery said, well, let's give him a contract and that's let's fantastic. stay, let him stay here at the brewery. That's 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 fantastic. Yeah. Uh, how? Uh, because of course, working uh, working with a, a foundation like this, I can I can imagine uh, from a, just a mainstream uh, production manufacturer, uh, I, I would uh, I would guess uh, could be a little bit challenging. But how how is it? What kind of value um, do you see that they they bring the other colleagues um, at at the brewery? Uh, you mentioned it just you was just touching a little bit on it there. I think. Uh, uh, since he's been working for you for so many years, yeah. Uh, how do you, uh, the foundation sort of blend into the rest of the organization? Yeah, well, uh, we are a team here. Uh, so, like I said, we are depending on each other. And uh, they of the Philadelphia Foundation has their own space here within the company. They are right in the heart, in the center of the building. Um, and uh, we. As uh, as the uh, the employees of the brewery uh, are learning every day uh, how to work with uh, with the clients, and they are learning every day uh, how to be in uh, in quite some normal uh, labor. Mm. Um, for example, I, I always find it a very funny story. In the beginning, uh, in the beginning of the brewery, we mostly bottled our beers on seventy five centiliter bottles. Uh, all filled by hand, uh, and then put on a uh, a cap like a like a um, uh, champagne bottle. Yep. Uh, so also the mousselet has to be on the bottle, and that may be a great job to do by the Philadelphia clients. So uh, so one of the clients uh, was um, uh, put in a uh, in a in a room with two pallets of of boxes full of of these bottles and one of the colleagues picked up one box opened it picked out one bottle and put on the mousselet so he was showing him how to do so uh, do you do you get it and my colleague of philadelphia said yeah got it so all the bottles has to put on this way the colleague said no problem at all so after like 30 minutes, uh, uh, maybe an hour, uh, my colleague uh, came to look by and see how everything was going. And the client of Philadelphia said, well, I'm done. How is it possible to be done? Two pellets in two pellets? No, no. You picked on one box, got on one bottle, and you, then you say, do the rest. So I did the rest of that box and not the two pellets. <laughs> so if something went wrong here at the brewery, most of the times it's because we didn't explain enough mm. and it's uh, it's never uh, to blame on the, on the guys of philadelphia mm. i think that's a great uh, approach to it as well and i th i think it's a good reminder um uh, in an in industrial production as as brewing actually is uh, yeah. to have uh, set up a, a system which is uh, uh, making it easy to replicate from time to time with with very clear instructions, no matter who the client or or the worker or colleague is. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so, communication but they do, is key. 
Yeah, for for sure. <laughs> um, uh, of course, they do uh, a lot of of heavy work. There is uh, you need to to follow up the the clients, as you said, um, and, and the foundation. Uh, if any of the people um, that are are listening to to this episode, if you want to give them some advice to get started with uh, doing their uh, uh, yeah, let's call it their, their social uh, work. Um, what would be some of your words of advice or encouragement for them? Well, I can imagine that uh, that foundations like Philadelphia are are all over the world. Uh, so, if uh, if uh, someone who is listening to this podcast is interested in working uh, with a foundation like Philadelphia, uh, I could recommend them uh, to do some study on uh, how to work uh, with a foundation like that with clients. Um, uh, that are mentally challenged, and uh, and be and and well, do your homework as well as possible uh, before mm. starting this, uh, because uh, those guys uh, are mostly most of them come from a very hard situation, and don't make it even harder uh, by not knowing uh, where you're started with. So um, so that will be my my advice: do your homework and and and. When you're ready, uh, start working with these uh, guys and girls of um, that are mentally challenged uh, because uh, I find them uh, very, um, well, they are the most enthusiast uh, colleagues we have in this company. And it doesn't matter uh, what the job is that you have to do for them. Uh, they like everything. They like everything. Um, uh, so, no, uh, it, is, it is great working with them. Mm. Yeah, I can uh, I can echo this. I have been had the pleasure to to visit uh, the brewery uh, a couple of times in the last few years, and uh, the enthusiasm coming into the door and and seeing them either wax or putting on the labels, and uh, I think it's um, um, brewing beer. It's very, it can be fun, but it's also a lot of hard work and not always as joyous. Let's be let's no. be honest with that. But uh, inside that room, whenever I see see them, there is always uh, there's always a smile or some good humor. And I think uh, uh, we uh, uh, yeah l- l- quote unquote normal people can learn a lot about finding the joys in in our everyday work. I think yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, all right, Christian, I'm not going to take uh, any more of your your time. Just want to thank you for uh, for spending it, sharing a little bit about your your social work with uh, Stitching Philadelphia, and uh, I look forward to to visiting the brewery maybe during the festival and and having some of your barrel aged beers or uh, maybe even some of the dry hopped IPAs. Well, thank you, Jorn. You're always yeah. welcome, just like the listeners. And uh, well, hope to see you here in Bodegraven. I appreciate that. Thank you for the talk. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another round. Please uh, rate and review the podcast on wherever you're listening to it uh, to help spread awareness of it to more beer people. And feel free to share it with a friend. Thank you for listening. See you next time. <laughs>